Hey, thanks for listening to Not the Worst Podcast. In this episode, we talk about The Last of Us 2's accessibility features, the downfall of Mixer, and the growth of Starlink's satellite internet. Come join us. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Not the Worst Podcast, episode 15. I am JD, and I am joined by my co-host, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It's going, they say. Everybody says. Yeah, I know. Okay. All in unison, too. Yep, that's right. Uh, so, one quick thing for the intro that I have is, to well, by the time you hear this on the podcast, it won't be tomorrow, but June 25th... <laughs> uh, is cyberpunk day uh cyberpunk 2077 is doing its first big gameplay reveal on june 25th so you will want to turn into that it's going to be on twitch you'll probably find it on youtube and stuff like that too uh follow them on twitter if you want to know more but since that's like the most anticipated game of the year it'll be really interesting to see that didn't it get delayed again yeah it's delayed till september this is this is the time that the first delay i think was supposed to have it come out so they're kind of you know, giving you a little piece, little taste of the action, wet oh, your okay. whistle, as it were, getting you all excited about it to maybe yep. give you something to. I'm happy pass there. The time. Yep. Oh yeah. A lot of you may not care about this one. JD may care a little bit because he likes RTSs, but Iron Harvest is out by. Uh, it's not by Warhorse Studios. Warhorse Studios helped with it, which are the same people that Casey uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. It is a real-time strategy strategy in an alternate World War II universe. It's got steampunk-like mechs and stuff. So it's it. I played it real quick. Pretty demanding, pretty punishing, but I'm I want to dig into it a little bit more. I I think they need to work on optimizing it a little bit. My my computer struggled with frame rates a lot with it, but that that's not too bad. Um, and the other thing is, uh, I don't know if you guys remember. When we talked about Build the Earth on Minecraft, they are actually starting to do tutorial video series. So if you get into the server to help with building, they give you tips and tricks to make your building experience easier for making sure you get everything to scale and smooth out the process so you're not getting frustrated and struggling while you're doing it. So if you guys are interested in helping with Build the Earth, uh, check out the Twitter. I'll have it in the description when I post this up on YouTube. Uh, just look for Build the Earth Minecraft on Twitter or Google uh, Build the Earth. But uh, I'll have the link below. So if you guys are interested and don't want to deal with the heartache and frustration of trying to figure it out on your own, they've got a, they're starting video series to help people figure this out. So they've done some pretty cool stuff already. Cool. But that's that's all that's all I got for the intro. All I right. literally just saw that when I was tweeting. So okay, let's jump into our topics. Yeah. First topic is The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, what we well, there's a lot we could talk about with The Last of Us Part 2. There is. Uh, but we're not going to focus on some of the more controversial stuff. We're going to talk about an interesting thing that they have added to The Last of Us Part 2, the accessibility features. Uh, if you don't mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about with that, I am talking about all of the people out there that can't play video games or tr struggle to play video games because they have either some sort of deformity uh, maybe they have um, vision problems or hearing problems or only one arm, things like that. Uh, obviously, you know, 
that's going to limit how they can play video games, how good they can be at them. But The Last of Us Part Two is being considered as one of the more accessible video games ever made because they have something like 60-odd settings for accessibility that allow you to adjust pretty much every aspect of the game to make it as accessible as possible for people with... And they, they even consulted on, um, you know, like streamers that play with these sorts of disabilities uh, and ask them what would help them in a game like this. So there's things like if you're if you have vision impairment or there was one person in particular in the article, his vision blurs occasionally. And so that makes it hard for him to follow a scene. So the accessibility options can like highlight important things that he needs to see as he's walking around. Uh, you know, there's obviously there's like colorblind features and then um, then there's even like combat features you can get you can turn auto aim on or off or adjust it uh to help you while you're fighting and things like that uh i'm gonna so, assume the auto aim is auto aim is gonna be more drastic like than fb first person shooters is gonna right. be like over exaggerated to help them out with it yeah because because even on on playstation which is the only console that has last of us part two uh controllers always have auto aim anyway so i think the idea yeah. here is yeah that it's like even more that it's just kind of going to walk you through the Oops. uh walk you through the the game the combat and uh there, there's definitely and obviously that was just one of the small one of the many things to help with combat you like you don't have to do the auto aim you could do other stuff but it's interesting because we're only seeing recently a big push for disability gaming right like have you seen the <laughs> microsoft controller for disabled gamers uh, it's I like didn't this, even hear about the micro. It's like this big controller pad. It doesn't look like the regular Xbox One controller. It looks like a big square, and it's got uh, big circles on it so that you can control it if you, you know, don't have great motion with your fingers or whatever. And it's yeah. got easy to use buttons and things like that. Uh, so that that just came out in the last few years, and that was a huge deal for people like that. And then a lot of games have started adding more and more features but none of them have added as much as the last of us part two and i think that's awesome whatever you think of the game i mean obviously people have their opinions on the game but to be able to give people yeah. a chance to play is pretty cool it is pretty cool i when i went to high school i went to school with a guy with cerebral palsy and i i can't remember how it's defined but my wife she was telling me that there's actually two types of cerebral, cerebral palsy that i did not know about one is like uh, over a um, tension of the muscles so like it causes like the hooking of a hand and so they can't really straighten their hand out and another one is like an over relaxed relaxing on the muscles and they so they can't really move the hand as well as possible so these these features are going to help people out a lot um overcome these issues and be able to get he, he played video games i don't he played even halo when it first came out and he was he did his own it was it wasn't easy for him he had to hold the controller to his lap and you um, use one hand to control the joist, uh, the left and right on uh, joystick, and the other hand did everything else. But it's interesting. Like, I mean, it makes sense uh, that gaming gaming developers are, and uh, companies are getting into more accessibility, either in the video games or with their uh, peripherals. Um, I actually just heard on another podcast not that long ago um, about another guy that. I can't remember. I think he's had cerebral palsy. I could be wrong. I don't want to misquote him, 
And, uh, but he talked about how he was told ever since he was three, he'll never have full function of his hand again. And his mom literally gave him a gaming console and said, here, play this for so many hours a day. And he says he pretty much has full control of his hand now for the most part. I don't know the extent of it, but he said he's he's excited because he owe, gaming owes, he owes a lot to gaming for him to develop that strength and muscle memory to be able to use his hands better than most people would with his condition. So it with developers doing things like this it's going to help people with these disabilities to be able to overcome it and maybe even like uh, we saw with the adhd thing where their right. games are being used to help treat people's conditions um and symptoms so it, obviously a lot of these things aren't going to cure people but anything to help them overcome and even if it's not to really help them overcome and do better in everyday life but at least let them enjoy a hobby that they love uh, without yeah, struggling as much so yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. exciting and one of the and one of the things more, oh go ahead i was gonna say hopefully more developers follow the suit with last of us 2 and like i said regardless of the controversies and how you may or may not feel about what happened in part two uh that's still exciting that they went out and started to make more headway in that area so yeah and i think one of the aspects of this that is that it's going to open up future games to add more things. Because one of the things they talk about in the article is, like, there's there's this... Uh, uh, Courtney Craven is the editor of a website called Can I Play That? And it, it basically judges a game based on its accessibility. And, like, like they rated a mm -hmm. game really low because it didn't have any subtitles. So people who couldn't hear couldn't follow the dialogue because it had no subtitles. Yeah. Uh, things like that. Um but she said that one of the interesting things about The Last of Us 2 is that most games have something, right? They have subtitles or they have uh, vision impairment stuff, colorblind, correcting kind of things. Uh, but mm -hmm. very few games, and she said none of them have had everything like The Last of Us yeah. 2 has. So the fact that they've done that means that this is a template that other people can follow. You know, they can use what The Last of Us did here to do that because part of the reason i would assume that they don't put all this stuff in there is that it's a lot of work a lot of hard work and it probably doesn't pay mm -hmm. off for them in the end but if it's easier now because these guys did it and maybe they can help yeah. other people do it then maybe we see a lot more of it so that's cool yeah it's it's exciting so it, it'd be good to see um that it, it, everybody should be able to play video games and enjoy it so the fact that this is going to make it more available for other people that may struggle with certain disabilities to enjoy it because a lot of them can't go out and do physical things in the real not well, I was gonna say real world but in the regular daily life like we can so video game is pretty much the only hobby they may have so mm -hmm. they get to enjoy it more now yeah great all right let's move on to the next topic uh this one's a little more controversial i think mixer yeah. poor mixer poor microsoft mixer has has <laughs> is shutting down it hasn't shut down yet it's shutting down in july but it has sold itself off to facebook gaming basically and that sucks that sucks for a lot of reasons but it really sucks for people who streamed on mixer and were making money off of it earning income off of it because now they have to make a choice right they have to choose where they're going to go next they could go to facebook gaming who is apparently giving like 2500 dollars uh as a signing bonus for people who choose to join them but at the same time, Facebook demands control over all of the data from your stream. Mm -hmm. And they make people sign an NDA to do it, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, so, and Facebook is, 
involved with a lot of social media controversies right now. How many yeah. times has Mark Zuckerberg come before Congress because of some issues they have with him, like data mining or the, yeah. at least the website data mining. So an NDA to get data from people's streams may be a little uh, not cool. Yeah. To say so, the least. So it's definitely, that's definitely got to be a hard decision to make for some of these guys. I'm sure they could use a quick 2,500, you know, in some cases, especially yeah. the smaller streamers. Um, but you know, I wouldn't go to Facebook gaming, <laughs> one of them, I would go back to Twitch mm. because even, even if you're not going to make that sign in bonus, your, your Facebook gaming is not nearly the same size as Twitch. Mixer wasn't even as big as Twitch and Facebook gaming isn't as big as Mixer even after buying it. Mm. So no. Yeah. I would definitely go back to Twitch personally, but you know, what do I know? Or at least go, if you really don't want to go back to Twitch because you either burn bridges or you feel like they burn bridges with you, then you got YouTube gaming. I'd rather go back or YouTube mm -hmm. streaming. I'd rather stream on YouTube than that. But that's yeah. that's me personally. If you want to go to Facebook gaming, knock yourselves out. They do offer incentives. But me personally, I'm with JD on this one. I, I couldn't stream on Facebook. I used to post my videos on Facebook. Now I just add links to my YouTube because I'm not even going to post my videos on Facebook anymore. So... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the, you know, this sucks for other reasons too. In that, um, as I was saying, like competition breeds innovation, right? Like, yeah, Mixer was doing stuff, making moves, putting itself out there. It pulled away Ninja, the largest streamer in the history of streamers, uh, and Shroud, who's another really big streamer. He was on Mixer, uh, paid them millions of dollars to come stream for them. Uh, it even pulled away Smite for a year. I know nobody cares about Smite except for me, but. Uh, they they paid Smite like $8 million or something to make all their competitive scene on Mixer. Uh, and that kind of stuff forced Twitch's hand. Twitch ended up starting doing contracts with its big streamers to keep them there and paying them money, uh, which is great. It's great for the streamer, you know? So I, that, kind mm -hmm. of, that kind of competition, that kind of somebody nipping at your heels pushes the... Even even if Mixer was never as big as Twitch, it was pushing Twitch to make changes. And without that, you know, there's nothing stopping Twitch they, from doing whatever they want. I, I personally was hoping Mixer would step it up. I wasn't hoping Mixer would crush Twitch and destroy it and make Twitch go away. I was just hoping for another platform that was a viable option. Yeah, I agree. It would have been nice to have like two nearly equivalent platforms that you could choose between. And that they would like push yeah. each other to be better platforms. And some people, maybe there's some things like Mixer offered that suited people's abilities and schedules easier than Twitch would. And Twitch would appeal to another certain crowd. And that's always a good thing because not everybody likes being on Twitch. Right. And that, I mean, I don't blame them um, to have something like Mixer in the mix. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> funny, Mixer in the mix. Um, but obviously, there were still people that enjoyed mixer because ever since the announcement i've been seeing tweets all day about people being upset that everything they put into mixer is gone gonna be gone now and they had a community they had a following mm -hmm. um i now i have also seen people from the twitch community reach out and say hey start posting if you're coming over to twitch start posting or they didn't even say twitch they just start posting your streaming links down below so if you even if they decided to go to facebook gaming so people from the Twitch community were trying to help the Mixer community that took a big hit from that. Um, people in the Mixer partner program um, are going to get the better deal from all this, but people who haven't quite reached that yet, they're, they have to start from scratch now, essentially. Yeah, yeah and that's and no a matter real problem because 
no yeah. matter what happens, you're going to lose viewers. Like everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether say. you have five viewers or 10 million. If you switch from one platform to the other, you're probably going to lose like half of them. And that, that really sucks, especially for the smaller streamers. They're going to have to work a I lot mean, harder to recover that, especially if it's their income. Yeah. Um, because you're gonna have people that are like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not switching over to Twitch, and the viewers just not gonna put it in the end. It's, it's as simple as people being lazy. Like I really don't feel like creating a whole new account to follow you on Twitch, or even if they already have an existing account on Twitch, like, eh, I, I, that not worth it. I'm not gonna do it. I mean, even Ninja lost a lot of viewers when he went from Twitch to Mixer because oh, yeah. he, he actually hurt a he hurt a lot of people's feelings. I saw so many butt hurt people on Twitter when, tw but it's. I mean, in his defense, people are weirdly loyal yeah. to companies and corporate names. Like, I don't understand mm -hmm. that at all. If you like Ninja, yeah. go watch Ninja. Who gives a crap what platform he's on? It drives me nuts. I don't understand that loyalty to Twitch. Like, what's Twitch do? Twitch isn't anything. Twitch is nothing. Yeah. It's the personality that you're watching that you care about. It's weird to me. Drives me it's nuts. not like he's gonna. He still played Fortnite, and yeah. he still had the crazy hair. It, nothing changed about him. He was still him on Mixer. Yeah, and the only thing that really changed for him personally is he's getting thirty-five million dollars for the Switch. But well, you know, but let's talk about <laughs> that because I'm pretty sure that dude was sitting pretty when he learned that Mixer, Mixer was shutting down because now yeah. he gets all that money and he can go back to Twitch and start building up his subscriber base again, making him even more money. Like mm -hmm. I'd be pretty excited if I were if I was coming off one of those contracts. And that's another thing. I mean, the benefit for Ninja, um, I'm fairly certain Twitch. If he said, "Hey, Twitch, I'm coming back," last time I checked, he's still de deciding what he wants to do. Yeah, uh, I guarantee if he said, "I'm coming back to Twitch," they're like, "Yeah, here you go." They're gonna probably act like he never left. I think his account was only suspended. I don't think they ever deleted it. So. And I heard, I saw somebody tweet the other day saying his profile was updated on Twitch to say he plays Fortnite and Valorant. So, and it didn't say that before, it just said Fortnite because he's mm -hmm. a Fortnite streamer. So, um, maybe he's already made his decision to come back to Twitch. And Dude, if, I were him, if I were him, I would take that money and run. I'd be like, once yeah, that contract for Mixer is paid out and it's. I mean, it's at least $10 million. Yeah. I, I don't think we know the exact number, and we don't yeah. know if it's paid out in full or if it's going to be paid out based on the time he spent there, but it's at least $10 million. Like, take a break. <laughs> take, like, a year off. Go see the world. Go buy a car. Like, do you need the stress of streaming when you have at least $10 million and probably a lot more based on your history? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's... He seems to be very loyal to his wife, and so take that yeah. time off. Enjoy some time with your wife. Go out and tr go on a trip or something. But yeah, go make a baby. Go do something. Yeah, like get out. Yeah, I I would. Now, I, you don't need ten million dollars to live the rest of your life comfortably. So just nope. do it. Do it. Unless you're an idiot and you cannot maintain your money very well. Well, but. that's true. And there are a lot of idiots in the world, and most of us play video games. So it's hard to, it's <laughs> so hard to say. And then I guess they're talking about other opportunities, though. They're working with the Xbox ecosystem, including future opportunities with around Xbox Xbox Game Cla Game Pass, Project X Cloud, and more. So I guess I mean they're still gonna have a direct tie to Microsoft with a lot of this stuff. 
Uh, I don't know if all this was available on Mixer or Microsoft was thinking about doing it with Mixer, but now the mergers happen to say we're not doing it for Mixer anymore, but we'll just go ahead and continue for Facebook. So I don't know what that's about. Um, they say we're inviting all streamers from Mixer's open monetization program to level up program. I don't know what the open monetization, I guess that's different for partner. Maybe it's their version of affiliate. Uh, where people can still give you bits and subscribe, but yeah, you weren't, you didn't like have like more monetization options like you would with partners. So maybe that's what they mean with that. Um, but it, it it's a shame. I, when I heard about it, it actually shocked me. Uh, JD messaged me about it and I was like dumbfounded that actually happened. Yeah, me too. Cause I, I know Mixer wasn't as big as Twitch, but I didn't realize it was doing that bad. I don't think it was doing so, bad. I think they sold it. Facebook made them an offer. I think offer Facebook made them an offer and they took it. Yeah, I think they just... Yeah. It seemed like, you know, at some point, something... It might have been actually doing really well and maybe it got so big they were tired of it. Uh, I don't know that it was doing bad. I, don't, I didn't see any indication that they were, like, going to go under or something. I think they literally no, sold it because Facebook wanted to take advantage of the platform and the access to those partners. Because uh, it doesn't make sense to me that they would offer ninja so much money and then then be gone a year later then, like it's only been a year into that contract and that was a huge that was one of the largest contracts i've ever seen a, for a streamer it is so it's it's a bigger contract than some sports stars yeah so so i so i'm pretty sure they were doing fine i think they just didn't want to do it anymore uh, uh and that sucks <laughs> especially because nobody got warning it came out of nowhere i didn't yeah, hear really anything did. about this like when i saw it i saw it actually in the regiment discord somebody posted a picture of it. i'm like did i miss this i went on vacation like a week ago so maybe this but came that, out then and he's like no this was just like a minute ago i'm like what that's the weirdest yeah. thing i've ever heard yeah it was surprising and there are and there are a few regiment members i think that did do mixer i don't i think most of them were twitch streamers if they stream um yeah but it is even it shocked them regardless of mixer or not um one thing i do see this is weird facebook gaming slash mixture is only available on desktop at the moment so i guess there's no cell phone apps like twitch would have i don't know if mixer had cell phone apps mixer did they um, sucked they used them but it was it was crap it didn't it didn't like automatically adjust based on your connection so it would just like stop if your connection went bad or something like that i hated that <laughs> it was the worst didn't make any sense for a mobile app anyway uh yeah that is weird and that, that facebook gaming is only on desktop and then I know Mixer was also, obviously, because it's Microsoft, uh, Xbox had a Mixer app so you can easily stream from your console. So I'm, I'm curious how that's going to work. Are people going to, in the beginning stages, have to use capture cards to stream from Xbox now? Because uh, not everybody does that. They usually use the straight app. I remember when I first started on Twitch, I streamed straight from the Twitch right. app on Xbox. So. Yeah, from what, I, from what I've heard from other streamers is that you should always be using a capture card anyway because it's the only way to get it to like 1080p or whatever. Yeah, um, but it's better quality. It makes it easier for you too. But, but yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they replace that with. Maybe they'll offer some better Twitch integration. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and, and even uh, another thing with capture cards, uh, unless there's a backdoor way that I'm not aware of to get your layouts for your streams, you have to use a capture card suit because you need like Streamlabs or OBS or something like that to be able to build your layouts and notifications. So as far as I know, I mean, I 
when I started working on my layouts, it was after I went to PC, so it didn't matter either way. But um, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a huge learning curve. Facebook may become a streaming juggernaut or maybe stayed the way it's always been. I know there's a lot of people. I've heard a few people say there's no way on earth they're going to Facebook gaming, and I don't blame them. Like JD said earlier, there's a lot of reasons why you should probably not want to go there. The NDA alone is kind of concerning. Twitch yeah, doesn't make weird. you sign an NDA. No, they they do the exclusivity agreement, but that's not a big deal. That makes sense. They just want you on your their platform. Um, but an NDA is crazy because you can't like you can't talk about Facebook gaming. Then you can't <clears> say anything <throat> bad about them, or you lose your partnership. And that's I mean that's I don't know. Uh, have you ever heard of King I mean, Gothalion? No, I've never heard of that person. Apparently, that was one of the other big streamers that Mixer polled, and he says he's committed to going to Facebook Gaming. So they must have offered him something. Yeah, must have. Uh, I I don't know who that is. I've never watched Gothalion or know who he is, but uh, I mean that's it, that's a big deal. If he's he a plays? big gamer. Um, no, it doesn't say anything about what he plays. It just says that he's. I just looked on his Twitter. It doesn't have anything in his bio about what he plays or anything. But, I mean, he has like 300,000 followers on Twitter. So, uh, that's a pretty big deal. If if there's at least one big streamer mm -hmm. that goes to Facebook Gaming and they can mm -hmm. use him to way. promote it. Yeah. Uh, another thing I was thinking about, um, I don't know everybody's opinion and Dr. Disrespect. He, he did a video about the merger and he um, he made a good point. Uh, a lot of people are making fun of Mixer for crashing because what JD was talking about the the business or the platform loyalty that people have where it's Twitch or nothing kind of feeling. A lot of people are making fun of Mixer because it crashed. But another thing a lot of people don't realize, and I'm curious how this went down, not every Mixer employee is going to go to Facebook Gaming. A lot of them are going to get laid off. So there's a lot more people that just lost their job in a time that we're already struggling in the job market. Um. And I, I'm hoping they didn't do, uh, what was that crap? The story we did a while ago about Kerbal Space Program where they kind of found out the Friday before through, yeah. uh, hopefully they didn't do something like that. With how sudden this is, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these employees fouled out last minute and didn't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I remember when the news first dropped, it said the operations team was gone. So those people, I'm pretty sure, just got immediately laid off. I don't know if they knew about it mm -hmm. long before any of us knew, but yeah, it looks... It doesn't look good, it, and that's really bad during the pandemic, for sure. Uh, it's a, a pretty negative outlook. My guess is they didn't know because it would have been leaked. It wouldn't have happened all of a sudden like it did. We would have heard something from somebody if yeah. they knew. Yep. So they had little to no warning for, about this happening, I bet. that's. I mean, that's my opinion. I could be absolutely wrong. Could be wrong, but, but it does yeah. seem pretty shady with the way that went down. It's not a good time I mean, to be getting the sudden news that you're getting laid off. <laughs> like that's not cool. No, not at all. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, blog... the the partner program is not ending until July 22nd or something like that. So maybe they're keeping the operations team on until then. That could be, and that's plenty uh, of time. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, it gives it gives them at least a month or so to try to find something, and I'm sure Facebook took some of them in. I guarantee. But most times when companies merge, they do not keep all the employees. They so whoever is usually the butt purchasing company generally lets go the losing the the right. bot company. Right. So. And that and that's why they're all leaving, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out 
I mean, that, there have there have been stories coming out about mismanagement at Mixer, so maybe maybe that's it's part possible. of it. I mean, it is Microsoft after all, so it yeah. wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. All right. Are we um, done with this topic? Yeah. I mean, okay. I am sure we can probably keep talking about it, but yeah, yeah I, mean, I think we covered it pretty well. Plenty to talk about there, but let's uh let's move on. You can introduce the next one since it's your baby. Yeah, and the reason why it's my baby, uh, JD has heard me complain about this over and over again. I'm pretty excited about this. Now, there's obviously some concerns, which we'll get into, but I'm pretty, uh, SpaceX, Elon Musk, I had no clue this was going on. It's apparently been going on for a couple of years now, has been doing, setting up what's called Starlink, which is a satellite-based internet company, essentially. They have, they have permission to launch 12,000 satellites. How many of those 12,000? I can't remember. I think JD might be right. It might be 300. Though I thought I saw something about a, at least a thousand. They, they have already launched about 58 satellites this year, and they're about to launch another 58 sometime this week. As actually, I think it's supposed to happen today or yesterday, but weather delayed it. So Kinda there are like 360 star, Starlink satellites in orbit. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. So they haven't hit the thousand mark. But they they got another 58 going up sometime this week. I believe it was supposed to go up yesterday, but weather um weather's kind of crazy, so they had to delay it. And Elon Musk's goal is to get gigabyte speed internet to gigabit. every person. Okay, sorry, gigabit internet. Thank you, buddy. That's that's why you're here. You're not just here for good looks. You're here that's to right. keep me straight. That's right. <laughs> um. Gigabit speed internet to everybody in the world. Um, a lot of you who are in either my brother's situation or my situation, my brother is more hindered. He's got um, Comcast, and Ugh. I don't think he barely, yeah, he struggles real bad. His internet is garbage. So he, the fastest he can get for upload speeds is 10, 10 megabytes. Yeah, he can't yeah, get I'll never go that back at to all. Comcast. Comcast was the worst. <laughs> I won't go back. Yeah. Well, the f- sad thing was his company didn't belong to Comcast. Comcast bought them, and so he had no choice. And there's nothing else in his area, area unless he wants to do DSL. And you, nobody wants to do DSL oh, anymore. Nobody. 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 Um, we had our own struggles with DSL in Japan. That we had, oh, had that was to a have whole re- new kind of struggle. That was a special <laughs> struggle. That it was. was. We. We couldn't host each other. No matter yeah. what game we played, because they didn't have variable IPs, so literally we were all no. technically the same internet, basically. So we couldn't see each other. Yeah, our computers couldn't even identify each other. Yeah, that was so dumb. What a stupid. We, we had, uh, like, when we played Call of Duty, we had Marines on Okinawa host the matches just so we yeah. could play together. Um, but yeah, and then in my area, it's not as bad. I do have. Um, gigab- gigabit internet here so it's not horrible for me but my company is Cox and I absolutely hate Cox and that's C-O-X before I you get in trouble Cox? <laughs> yeah I hate I absolutely hate Cox I love Cox I <laughs> <laughs> not greatest not conversation ever <laughs> Cox me, internet ladies. I'm needed elsewhere <laughs> um this company, yes, it offers fast speeds. They brag about how it's amazing, but like I'm paying for 940 megabytes per second. I average 380. 
Oof. I hardly ever see anywhere near that 940 I'm paying for. Luckily, it's on sale, so I'm not paying full price. That's the only reason why I switched. Um, the it, It's just absolute trash. The customer service is horrible. They have outages all the time. I I hated them when I was in Virginia. I was so happy when I, happy when I switched to Fios with Verizon because, I mean, it, it's, it's um, crap, what is it? Fiber optics. It's more stable. It's more consistent. And the uploads and downloads match, don't they? I want to do a little John Ralphio for you and just be like, I have a rise in fire. <laughs> Dick. So, yeah, J- JD yeah, so gets good. to deal with files. Oh, we moved into this house. When we were moving, I told my realtor, realtor Verizon Fios is a priority. We will literally <laughs> not move into a house with Comcast. We picked our yeah. house based on the internet availability. And it has been... Mwah. It's great. It, I, it has failed a couple times, but it's so it happens. fast. It's, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. But see, like, like a uh, cable modem could get dragged down just by traffic, right? Like... Like if it's mm-hmm. six PM and everybody's home from work and everybody's getting on, your cable modem's just gonna naturally slow down. FiOS doesn't have that problem. Um but anyway. Like with the with the case of COVID, everybody's trapped at home, people are getting yeah. streaming, people are Skyping, people are doing conference calls with their jobs, and I Cox is the cable internet. That's why I can't get above three eighty. Because I'm sure everybody and their mother's on at the same exact time as me and it's yep. lagging down my times or my speeds. Um I have nobody else to go to. I, there are other local internet companies, but they, I think their download speeds are only 10 megabytes per second. They don't go above that. It's, that's horrible. <laughs> it is. That's pretty bad. Yeah. It's like old people internet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to, in order for me to get something like Verizon, I will have to move almost an hour away from my job. I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but... I something like Starlink, and we kind of got off the beaten path because we yeah. went on my when own did, little When run. did we stop talking about Starlink? Did you know they have satellites in orbit? It's cool. Yeah, yeah. we should talk about Starlink. That already had Starlink already has over three hundred sixty satellites in orbit. It's low orbit too. I don't think it's. Um, You're right. It has to be. Yeah, it has. It's yeah. not even like. I mean, it's 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 low enough that you can see the satellites in the sky, if you live in mm-hmm. certain up certain places. I'm sure it's going to get real easy seeing with 12,000 satellites in space. Yeah. In fact, I think even, I think I remember Ninja tweeting about this. We were talking about Ninja earlier. I think he tweeted a picture that he thought was UFOs and somebody's like, those are just the Starlink satellites, dude. And they're like, oh, okay. I think I remember Ninja Ninja tweeting about the UFOs. I didn't, I never saw the response to it. That was the Starlink satellites that he was just happened to see glowing in the sky. Isn't that funny? That's how That's low kind of, they are. So you can you see have, them with the naked eye. Like, I mean, you'd have to be somewhere where there's not a lot of light and not a lot of cloud yeah. coverage. But, yeah, you can see them. It's crazy. So UFO, UFO sightings may go up right. as Elon launches more of these things. Um, the the fascinating thing about this, beta testing is already available. Um, they're in select areas. You, in fact, when you go to Starlink.com, if you go to Starlink.com, the first thing you see is to sign up for a newsletter to be notified for updates in your area. And they ask for your zip code. So because uh, select areas of the United States have already got beta codes. Uh, parts of Europe, uh, London is one of them, is uh, starting beta testing. Elon Musk, is this this dude we talked about in the past with many other of his projects. Um, he's a big dreamer. By t- 
2020, he wants to most of the, or not most, a lot of the United States not beta testing the internet anymore, but actually being customers to Starlink. And then 2021 is when he wants Europe. Or he's by 2021, actually, it's not just Europe. He wants the globe to have access to Starlink by the 2021. So he's playing. It sounds like maybe once a month they're going to launch about 58 satellites. No, well, that's the thing with satellites. Like you can't just half-ass a satellite, right? You do have like some yeah. geosynchronous satellites, and that's where we get like GPS or stuff like that. But in order to make Starlink work, you have to have satellites all across the world, and it, mm-hmm. and by definition, that makes it accessible all across the world. It's very interesting, uh, and it's a very unique idea. Because it kind of reminds me of when Google tried Google Fiber. Remember that? And Google was trying to do the old school way of laying fiber where they would go into a city and basically dig the the trenches. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a few cities and it took off for a while there. And it was really nice. It was the same thing. Gigabit Ethernet for you know like 80 bucks a month. And in some places it still exists and it's still popular. But they just kept running into red tape after red tape after red tape. They couldn't mm-hmm. They couldn't get the fiber laid. They had to like dig in public places or whatever and they just they hit a brick wall and they decided it wasn't worth the trouble and they stopped uh so the idea that you can and google wanted to unite the country kind of like uh elon musk is talking about where give everybody accessible and affordable internet uh so the fact that musk is trying to do this through satellites is is kind of cool interesting yeah I had no clue about it because, I mean, I knew about SpaceX. I knew about Tesla. I knew about his boring tunnel or boring company. I knew about him wanting to be the first uh, person to colonize Mars. I don't think he physically wants to go to Mars, but he wants his company to be the first one to put people on Mars. Uh, So this guy, now he's getting into the internet game. And it's actually, if this works, now my concern is like with cable TV, when you have a bad storm, you're out until that storm's gone. So satellite TV, you mean? Yes, I'm sorry, satellite TV. So I'm sure this, well, cable TV sometimes too, but yeah, mainly satellite TV. Yeah. 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 I mean, my grandpa Uh, had satellite TV and it was the worst. Like I hated going to his house because he only (laughs) got like three channels and they were all fuzzy all the time. Uh, But I mean, that was a different era of satellite TV. Uh, So we'll we'll have to see how this new one works. Because yeah, if, if if your internet can be taken, like... Our internet here on the ground can be taken out by storms, right? And high traffic. Mm-hmm. So I would have to imagine that internet's even more susceptible to cloud coverage. And that's a problem. Yeah. He, he, they didn't really, even on the Starlink website, I didn't see a whole lot about the capacity and capabilities as far as what can and cannot possibly take it down. Obviously, they lose a satellite like an asteroid or something, but it's supposed to have autonomous, autonomous uh, collision avoidance, but... You know, computers fail too. They say it removes human error, but it's, they still fail. Right. Um. Now, like, if this works, like, this, this would be huge for people like us in the military. Like, I, I just found out today there's a chance I'm going to deploy soon. And where I'm going to deploy, I guarantee I'm going to have crappy internet. So if I want, even if I want to Skype with my wife, it's going to be a pain in the butt to do because the internet is going to be trash. And everybody on mo- and their mother on that base is going to want to Skype their wife. Yeah, let me tell you, other. Uh, I might be one of the few people on Earth that actually knows what it's like to use satellite internet because that's what you use when you're stationed on a ship and it deploys mm. into the ocean because you don't have access to anything on the ground out there. No. So you have to use satellite internet. And it was 
doo-doo in the poodoo and <laughs> i hope i hope musk i hope he is not taking a cue from the navy because they did not do it right i yeah there's a lot of things that he's not doing because i'm i'm hoping i'm not getting overly excited and optimistic about this because it may end up being a complete flop but so you far might, you might not ever even what... get it off the ground you might not ever get yeah. enough satellites out there you never know that's yeah. kind of what guys like this do they, they shoot big and hope for the best is yeah. essentially what he's doing. Um, but if it works, it does everything he's hoping it to be doing. I can end up deploying the, the bum of middle of nowhere. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, I, you really tried to control your swearing, weren't you? <laughs> mm, um, and That's good, buddy. That's still good. Have the sa- I know, I'm you. trying. I'm growing. I'm learning. <laughs> um. But like I said, I could be deployed in the middle of nowhere, as a lot of us who are in the military, like uh, our regiment guys, um, you, you'll still be able to have the same speed internet as if you were home. Yeah, and that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And really not great. even to mention that, like all these organizations like Greenpeace and the Red Cross that go to all these third world countries to help with disaster relief and to help with uh, suffering um civilizations and stuff they'll be able to do the jobs easier because they'll have more in theory if this works the way he wants it to work more reliable and efficient internet and they will help him with a lot of things out there i mean just imagine the kind of difference it would make to third world countries that don't have yeah verizon fios and google fiber trying to lay ground you know lay cords in their ground like just being able to access it there would be revolutionary yeah uh, it, it could change. It could literally change. I mean, the internet changed the world. This could right. take it that step further. Yeah, internet's still changing the world, and this could definitely do that. The other thing I was going to mention is that I know we've talked about Elon Musk and the things that he does before, and how he's always done it with the motivation of looking to the future. And like you said, he wants to colonize Mars. Well, I imagine that the reason he's doing this at all is as a setup for how to get internet on Mars. Right. That's, that's true. What they would have to do. They would have to do some sort of satellite internet on Mars uh, if it's ever colonized. So that's a cool way to think about it, too, is that this is sort of a and it, beta test for Mars internet. And from what I understand, too, is Mars has got a pretty nasty weather system. I think it's more severe than ours. And if he can, he might be using Earth's mild in comparison weather system as a test bed to see how effective he can get this internet to work through even the worst of storms here. Mm-hmm. The, the mildest of storms on Mars, the internet should still, in theory, work. So, yeah, yeah, almost everything he's done has been a way to help. He's using what he's doing here on Earth to help as a test bed to what he w- actually wants to do on Mars. The Boring Tunnel, Tesla, SpaceX, and, yeah, it's, there's a really good chance that this Starlink is on the same platform. Yeah, pretty cool. We live in a crazy age that we're even thinking about something like this. <laughs> And, and it's awesome. Um, it, uh, it it's scary to think about in a way. Yeah, to be it's honest, kind of crazy. I'm, I'm actually kind of sad. What, I feel like I was born a generation too early. I want to see what's happening in the future. That, that's very true. Who knows? Maybe yeah. cryo freezing and um, other medical sciences may let you live longer if you really it, want to do that. Maybe I could web chat with a nude alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I like Another, how your brain went to science and my brain went to smut. Your favorite captain was Kirk, wasn't it? Yes, he was. And his, <laughs> his three-boobed companions. Uh, 
Um, the last thing I was really going to mention, I, I mean, I can talk about this all day too, but the last thing I was going to mention about this is that I was looking at, they were talking about the construction of the satellites and they're ion driven. Their, their engines are ion driven, which is fascinating. Ion drives have been looked into as viable long distance space travel. So this may be another way for Elon to test this out for space travel. Um, but the really thing I got to kick out is his love for quirky names. Apparently Krypton's a real thing because they're Krypton fuel ion drives. Don't make yourself sound stupid. Krypton is a gas. Everybody knows. Everybody I did knows. not know that. Oh my god! I did not know that. So I, I will, I will own up to that one that I sound stupid. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, it does sound um, ridiculous when you think about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, well, what's cool about it is my understanding of rocket science, which is quite extensive. I might add, I am very, <laughs> very smart. Um, was. And, and and I read about this on the website too, so don't don't think I'm just talking out of my butt. Is that usually an engine like that use xenon gas, and that's how they've been doing it for years. And xenon's kind of been the way to go. Um, by the way, there was a game I used to play when I was a kid called Space Quest, and the home planet in Space Quest was called Xenon, so that's how I know about Xenon. But anyway, uh, Space Quest <laughs> for life, yeah. Uh, uh, so the cool thing about Krypton and the reason that they're using it is that it's cheaper. Uh, I don't know why it's mm. cheaper. I don't really understand that aspect of it, but I think that it's cool that they have found a way to make this more cost-effective for them because that that's going to be huge, especially when they want to launch 12,000 satellites. <laughs> Getting cheaper way to power their engines on those satellites is, mm -hmm. is pretty important, so that's neat. And probably more renewable fuel. I mean, they're going to have a single solar panel, uh, solar panel, whereas most satellites have at least two. Um, so he's smaller, more efficient. In fact, uh, I reading on this article by the verge, um, they were talking about that Elon, see Elon, he's smart. He's, he may be crazy, but he's smart. He's starting a ride share program with his Falcon definitely nine crazy. rockets. He's definitely yeah. crazy. Definitely. Oh. Another company. What's um, a ride share? On, what does that mean? Other other companies can put their satellites on the Starlink satellite launches. Mm. So Elon can launch his 58. Uh, they talked about um, this William Marshall on the Verge article on it. They show a Twitter post that says, uh, launch success, all three Skysats in orbit and contacted by ground stations. 10 minutes to space, 12 minutes to separation, 18 minutes for first ground station contact. And he says, thank you, SpaceX and Elon Musk for the beautiful ride. Here are two SkySat separation separating up at top the Starlinks too. So you're like this video shows not only SkySat separating, but then you see the Starlink starting to do their separation. So I guess uh, that's one of the way Elon's going to fund these is he'll say, hey, you guys want to launch a satellite? Pay me this much. We'll throw your satellites on board. I'll launch my 58 Skylinks and you launch how many you need to launch unless he blows them up <laughs> hey this is the beauty of unmanned man yeah yeah no um, that's then, great that's very cool and that and that's a great way to you know for other people to get out there when they can't really they don't have the means the way he does so that's good and this is all all coming from the ability to be able to commercialize space exploration. When NASA and the government had absolute control, none of this would have been possible because there have been so many regulations, so much red tape, and they were limited by taxpayer funds where companies, if they're as successful as SpaceX and Elon Musk with Tesla and all his other companies, they 
as long as they manage it well, technically I've not really unlimited funding, but they have better funding than the government would. And they're not as limited, so they get to be more innovative with their research and stuff. So um the then they mentioned on here the Starlink uh will be open to beta testing in the United States later this summer. Um summer hasn't started yet, so I'm probably thinking end of July, beginning of August time frame is probably when they'll start having beta testing available. So it's probably going to be major cities are going to probably be the first ones to be able to do it. Is my assumption. Yeah, uh, and that would follow suit with how it's happened in the past as well. Uh, but mm -hmm. you know, it might just depend on where those satellites happen to be. You never know yeah. how a satellite gets. I mean, I'm sure somebody knows, but we don't know <laughs> where the satellites are going up there. So, have to see. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. It's exciting if you're. You're um, unable to leave wherever you're living and you have the absolute worst internet. Maybe you're still on D DSL, maybe even dial-up. I've heard cases of dial-up still existing in some areas. What is wrong with you um, people? Which... <laughs> Get, move out of your cabins in the woods and find real internet. Weirdos. So th this, they may not have to. Starlink works. It's true. That's true. <laughs> we could have an entire... We could be raising a generation of of hermits because they go live in the woods with their Starlink internet and we never see them again mm -hmm. except through I've, I've heard more and more people saying they want to get a cabin in the woods or a van down by the river just to get away from everything that's going on right now so who knows mm. yeah granted being connected to things like Twitter and Facebook will defeat the purpose of trying to get away from everything because it's going to be in your face all the time but eh, <laughs> hey fine. whatever as long as yeah. nobody's touching you and passing you the COVID Exactly. There you go. Social distancing, distancing to the max. So from six feet to sixty miles, get away. Mm -hmm. All right. So I mean, it's, I'm excited, especially because I'm not it's blessed cool. like JD with with Verizon. So yeah, it's cool, but I'm good. Yeah, I got I got my FiOS. Keeps me company. Keeps me warm at night. I like to curl up next to my my uh, network switch. Just kind of pet it a little bit. Thinking about how I fast hope my speeds are. I hope Starlink is as reliable, more reliable than FiOS, and that it's cheaper, so that I can enjoy that right and remember this moment. I'm just doing. He's something. about to speed test me. <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, it's really slow right now. Oh no! Uh, wonder, you're streaming right now. You I know. probably got something else going on. It's really slow. It's at like 200 <laughs> megabits. I'm not gonna show it. I'm embarrassed Ooh. now. <laughs> that's actually worse than mine right now oh no <laughs> yeah but look at this upload speed the upload no i love no the best part about files is that the upload matches the, the upload that's crazy which actually that's a good thing to uh, get it's to, actually like, faster it's good my thing upload you... was faster than my download that's sad <laughs> that's kind of sad yeah that's actually a good thing though that you pointed that out one of the best things about starlink I don't, i'm assuming it will have match upload and download speeds like fiber would. I'm assuming I could be wrong. And if it does, that will help content creators a lot. They will have less struggles with streaming and even video YouTube video uploads. I remember before I got the, uh, the internet I have now and I didn't upgrade much. I went from 30 megabytes per, for upload to it's... 40. Woo. Um, but I used to have to literally upload a video to YouTube by before I go to bed, click upload, go to bed, Ooh. wake up and see it finish. So the yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. If that's true, we'll see. 
And hopefully um, no data caps because Cox is horrible. Yeah. All right, that's it for I, these I, topics. I, yeah. Yep. Okay, let's do our outro. You got anything for the outro? I'm gonna I'm gonna shell out a little bit. Um, so regiment the group that JD and I were have mentioned a few times that we're a part of is a a veteran slash active duty group. They even gaming group. Um, they're mainly content cr- content creators. But they also, there's some people in there just in there to hang out and game and relate to people that have gone through similar experiences. Some of them are even family members to military members. But that's actually not what the promotion about. The promotion is they are partnered with G Fuel Energy Drink. Oh, Come on. And this is lame. If you use, I, I know it's lame, but I, I want to help them out. Um, if you use code Regiment, you get 30% off your next purchase. So, and if, G Fuel is hinted at if we can get people to use our code enough, they may do specialized flavors and um, like shakers and stuff for regiment to do giveaways with. So that's the only way I'm promoting it. Uh, re- only reason why I'm promoting it. I know it's cheesy and lame, but I want to help out. The whole two viewers, okay. I just added yeah. two whole viewers. So to pretty the much the only scouts. person listening to this podcast is me when I edit it. That's that's it. <laughs> But that that uh, that's all I have. Um, just stay safe, be careful out there, stay healthy, wash your if hands. If you guys want to contact us, you can. We got our twitters. I always put them in the episode descriptions, and you can use hashtag NTWP to talk to us, send us stuff, send us stories if you want to talk about them or ask us questions. We're happy to answer questions about our military lives, uh, or gaming stuff, whatever you want. This is 15 episodes, which is actually, it's uh, it's not that amazing to most podcasts world but to me it's it's a big deal we made it 15 episodes almost two months so that's yeah. pretty cool pretty cool all right mm-hmm. uh we will see you next week for episode 16 and hopefully it will start on time and my son won't puke all over the kitchen floor yay Excited. thanks for listening bye-bye later everybody bye